G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lech Dog and I'm joined once again by, must be a fan favourite, definitely a podcast favourite, Supercoach Mama. How are you, Em? It's a pleasure to have you back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm uh, doing a bit of the ranking hokey pokey at the moment. Um, I'm in and out of the couple of thousands. Put your left foot in, put your right foot out. Uh, but, yeah, so that's a bit fun. My um, my rank is kind of seesawing a bit. It depends, and it's highly reliant on St Kilda players, which makes me very nervous. But um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, fantastic. Uh, you know, the the fans demand, d- demanded more from you, Em. Not more from you. They demanded more of you. So we brought you on into... One of the one of the last podcasts of the year, still seven or so to go, but the year's getting away from us. Trades are getting away from us, and uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about isn't going to be relevant to a lot of people because most of them, from what I can see in the comments, have no trades left. But we will kick off with the news first. There's been a few suspensions come through this week, or potential suspensions come through, guys like Phillips and Haynes. But I'd say the big one is. Probably Caleb Sarong. He's facing a one-week suspension, and that would be painful, particularly with like a Josh Dunkley looking like he might miss again this week. Mm. Is there anyone else, M, that uh, we need to worry about? Um, I'm not sure, but can I just tell the joke that did the MRO get it right or did they get it so so wrong? Um, sorry about that. Um, very, no. very good. <laughs> I stole that. If Ben, are you listening? I'm sorry I stole your joke. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Lloyd, I mean, suspensions, no, but injuries, Lloyd, um, do we know what's happening with Lloyd? I um, he, I know he, well, was it concussion yes. or injury? Yes, concussion, yeah. So he'll be out. Uh, you'd assume it's concussion. I, I'm, I haven't actually seen it. He failed the HIA, so he's going to miss, which means Nank's going to miss about 700 weeks based on the current rules. So bad news if you're a pod Nank owner, but very bad news for all those Jake Lloyd owners who uh, I was going to jump on him as well. Oh, were you? I was. I love Jake Lloyd. I predicted a big year back into triple figures preseason, and this concussion couldn't come at a worse time for his average from my perspective, but it's a bad time for owners as well. How do we draw the line, M, on whether to hold or trade, what's the week number for you? Um, I honestly think it's, it's got to do more with your bench um, and your trade number. <laughs> she <laughs> yes. says, oh. Because um, lots of us, you know, Oliver happened and then there's two people in the world. There are the people who gleefully got rid of him and the bitter ones who thought they were the wise ones and they've kept him. Um, I got rid of him but then it's like oh yes there's Oliver and then oh the Sicily got suspended oh we'll just you know trade you know buys and now you if Dunkley happens and you're like hmm I don't really have many left <laughs> so I honestly think 
look, um, if it's one or two weaker, I think you've got to hold if you if you've got if you've got cover. Um, and there's lots of different things and, and everything. You might have a cash league. You might have um, yeah leagues that you you want to get into the top eight or the top four or whatever. Um, but I honestly think that if it's one or two weaker, you've got to hold because there's more carnage coming. And um, I, I do think seven weeks. So seven weeks more. I mean, like literally in the last week, you know, <laughs> it's just been crazy. Oh, and there's Josh Kelly. What's happened? What's him? Oh What's with- yeah. There's Josh Jordan. Kelly. Yeah. Jordan Ridley as, as well. well. Jordan Ridley. Yep. And like he is a mate. He is a, what was the wording? Um, uh, Still a chance to play, just like you and me. We're still a chance to play first in this weekend. Um, but, yes, yeah, bone bruising. It doesn't really sound, but it is a slightly must-win match against my boys, my boys. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> boys, boys, boys. Top eight. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> back to back. Mate, Tommy Stewart's playing. You don't need to worry about him. It doesn't matter if it's a must-win for the Bombers. There's no chance with you in the crowd, Tommy Stewart dominating. Ridley's an interesting one. Obviously, I think you've got to wait till we hear more. He's probably a hold, but I guess right. there's two things. Positive, he went back on. That's great. Negative, he couldn't stay on and they had to sub him out. And bone bruising sucks. I'm not a professional athlete. I've had bone bruising in my foot. I gave it to myself. I couldn't walk. So... Admittedly, Ridley's probably a little bit uh, in probably slightly better physical condition than me. So hopefully he gets back out there and, and performs. But yeah, I think we're going to definitely be tested in our bench depth. Mm. You t- touched on Josh Kelly. And well, this is an injury. It's just one of the worst performances of all time. All the best tagging oh, performances. Oh, he just of got tagged, time. didn't he? Yeah, I just yeah. got injured. <laughs> No, no, 23 from a full game, just six disposals. Sorry, I knew that, but my brain just associated injury and Josh Kelly together. I'm like, there's something about Josh Kelly, and it just went Mm. injury? Mm. Josh Kelly, low score, must have been injured. No, no, just got tagged and, like, really to no avail other than the disappointment of fantasy coaches everywhere. Yes. Um, yes, thanks for that. Josh Kelly is not injured. He just got tagged. Thank you for that. Sorry to wreak <laughs> havoc. It's just it's just my, my literally my word association. Um, Dunkley, now hopefully I would love for him to come back, but he's, he's not certain, is he? We haven't heard any updates. I'd say our chances are minimal. I, I really need to assess that situation. I was lucky enough to have cover this week. I bought in Callum mm. Mills. Sat him on the bench, looped him. He scored 99, which was great. By the way, I think he still presents tremendous value. So does Luke Davies Uniac. They're in a similar boat in terms of pricing and uh, age brackets and all that. But if it comes out and, and they, they're not confident that it's just one more week for Dunkley, we are going to have to make some decisions, particularly if you're playing for rank or playing to get into finals or win your finals or whatever it may be. It's the pointy end of the season now. And having a guy... 650-ish K, 640K sitting on your bench is going to be yeah, hard to swallow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, if I only had a couple more trades, I might have, I might have done it. But I, I have, I have <clears throat> 23 cough-cough premiums, um, so I 
but Audi. I've been shopping in the middle aisle um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even NQR, a little bit of both. Um, so, look, and um, I told you I told you that my, my team actually relies on St Kilda and I'm not actually joking um, because did you know that Jack Steele's only owned by about 8% of people? <laughs> I didn't. That's a lot less than the start of the year. I started him. At the start of this oh. year, I was I was bucking the trend and I, I jumped off at round, th- or round after round two. Very happy. He's back though, M. He's back. He's Maybe. back. Maybe. Um, I've also have NWM. I have Millera, Masai Wangari, and Matt Millera. I just completely stuffed that up, but I have him <laughs> in my team, um, and he's a really roller roller coaster to own. And I showed one of my friends who shall not be named who swore at me and said, what on earth is he doing in your team? Um, Mate, but, he's been pu- putting scores out on the park for you. Yeah, well, my my rationale was I, I am low in trades and I have Will Day and I didn't want to trade Will Day, but I wanted I didn't have um, any defence cover. So I wanted a swing. Yep. So I have a D6 M9, which, and um, I want you guys to try this out if you're not sure whether you've got DPP, the optimizer button. Um, which I think is the CC um, Gold uh, Supercoach Gold theme. If you've got that, you've got, so. the old, you've got the optimizer button. It will do magic. It will literally do magic. You know those questions of you got to trade in and out and all of that stuff. It does yeah. all of that for you in a click of a button. Um, to the point that it moved Sheezel to my forward line. Even though I mean I knew I could do it, but it moved Sheezel to my forward line, and I didn't have to take Merrick's score and. Um, and I got, yeah, I got um, NWM score 110 instead of Marek's score. So that is 70 points. So that was worth it. So try that little trick so out. Just, but- uh, just to clarify for the people at home there, M, if they go to your uh, Twitter account, at E-Chalice, E-C-H-A-L-L-I-S, mm. you've got a pinned tweet that explains how you move DPP players via trade in and trade out, basically. Yes. You make a trade, you move the players around, and then you reverse the trade. The players don't move, but you get the trade back. I've explained it poorly. You've got a video of how to do it. But the optimizer actually does that for you. It doesn't explain it at all, and there's no, no explanation that it's doing no. it, but it does no. it for you. It does it, and it moves things. And you're like, is I literally, someone I saw someone, it's illegal. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just not just explained. Do, it's just not explained. <laughs> we should... We should shout out, by the way, one of the things, one of the other things that Supercoach are doing. Uh, they're having an event on August fourth down at Crown in one of the pubs there. Friday, August fourth, before the Dogs Tigers game, Heath Shaw's hosting a massive Supercoach event. Em, I think you'll be there. I'll yes, be you there. Will. There's going to be a bunch of Supercoach people there. They're doing trivia and they're doing yes. giveaways, and I think there might be a live a live show being recorded. So. Get down Friday, August 4th. There'll be details. It's at the pub in Crown and there will be plenty of super coach talent there. Yes, and lots of, yeah, let's let's chat super coach or how bad your teams are going or not, just the cricket, the ashes. That might be better to talk about. Anyway, whatever. Let's, <laughs> We're going to have chat. some fun. Yes, that's right. M, you may not have to, though, get bench cover this week because you might already have one of the players that was given DPP status this round. We've got 10 players. I'll quickly list them 
And then you can highlight the ones that you think are relevant for people at home. Devin Robertson, Brisbane Lions, he's now mid-forward. Sam Doherty from the Blues is now defence mid. Nick Dacos from Collingwood, defence mid. Mark O'Connor from Geelong, defence mid. Callum Brown from GWS is defence forward. Harry Perryman, GWS Giants, defence mid. Angus Brayshaw is now defence mid from Melbourne. Jaden Short, Richmond, he's out injured at the moment, but he is defence mid. Marlian Pickett, mid forward for Richmond. And finally, one of the many players that we're all relying on, I think, Jack Sinclair, St Kilda, is now defence mid. What are your initial thoughts, Em? It's beautiful. I actually have five out of six of my defenders now defence mid. So um, it's, yeah. And I have two beautiful, wonderful donuts um, that, you know, when I say beautiful, wonderful, they've been a pain in the ass, but they've actually been really handy. I've got Wagner and Constable who interchange each other. Um, So between all of that, his his flexibility is just, um, yeah. I'm just so flexible at the moment, but um, no, it's great. But I really, everyone should have Sinclair. Um, Everyone should have Dacos. Everyone should have Dacos. Now, the thing is, is Jaden Short was a little bit out of my price range. I really like Jaden Short, but I actually went. Um, cheaper from um, uh, yeah, so for NWM, so I went with him. I'm just going to shorten his name because I just absolutely butchered his name before. Um, Love it. So I went a bit cheaper, um, but yes. And oh, did you find that round 18 was just too long? We really need the DPP changes around the. I just felt like um, and Gorn obviously wasn't named and Walsh wasn't named. So for those Walsh people is the be, killer for me. Oh. Mm. I've had him sitting at M8. I was, I needed him. He was 35% before this week, M. He didn't go in the forward line. He played pure mid. I was begging to finally be able to put him into my forward line so I could move Dylan Moore, who's been the 15th ranked total point forward, which is fine, off my field for the first time, but I couldn't do it. So I get to continue the Dylan Moore experience, which is just amazing. Oh, you get more. Um, <laughs> get more from Dylan Moore. I want more. I'll stop. Um, but no, Walsh. Yeah, no, that that's really hard. Um, Gorn really, really hurt me last time, um, and uh, I would have just been amazing with Briggs and Gorn. I would have shoved Gorn, who's averaging better than 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 Darcy Cameron, who I ended up bringing in in. Um, but oh man, just the inconsistency of my team's killing me. Like <laughs> I just completely. Yeah, got completely. I was really under par last week with steals, subpar score, days, subpar score. Mm. <laughs> Rowan Marshall. I like lots of people have, I haven't realized Rowan Marshall's starting to become less owned, especially higher up. So, yeah, people have held Briggs over Marshall, which uh, I mean, at three quarter time, you would have been laughing in the GWS game. Briggs was on about 80, and then. He's, he's just, or maybe halftime he was on about 80. Then he just mm. sat there for, for quite some time. I was looking through the rucks today. Obviously, Tim English is number one for total points. Then Rowan Marshall. Then Riley O'Brien. And then it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a crapshoot after that. I'm only including yeah. Riley O'Brien because I have him. <laughs> yeah, no. He's only um, 60 points ahead of Jared Witts, but I'm not counting Jared Witts because I don't own him. No, I don't, don't count. Don't cat wits. It was very witty of you to miss him. Um, no, but I, I'm sorry. Uh, um, but no, I really, 
I regret not getting English. I really do. Um, yeah. I need to learn more English, but I literally English. I just I I can't believe like he hasn't even got an engine, and I'm not cursing him. I really hope he plays every single game this round, but this year I just avoided him, and then I couldn't get him, and then it's just yeah, it's just disappointing. Yeah, I would be at least five hundred points better off for the year if I had just started him, like we all like I like we all planned to. But I zagged and I went no. Not spending that money on him. He's going to get injured. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's averaging 125 for the year. He scored almost 2,000 points. He's 200 plus points clear of Marshall and then about 500 points clear or 400 points clear of my boy, Riley O'Brien. But I didn't start Riley O'Brien. I started Max Gorn, who scored 140 and then zero and then was out. It was great. Anyway, we should not dwell on the past. I guess of those players just rounding off that DPP conversation, Sam Doherty is probably the, the one that yes. interests me the most given everyone has Dacos and Sinclair. Short will be a good target when he comes back, if he comes back soon. But Doc, 112, 108, 111, 77, 96, 124, 135. He's had a very good year. A lot of people jumped off. I think, did he get injured? I think he might have got injured uh, in round four. He'd had three bad scores. Everyone jumped off and then he... Basically hasn't missed a beat since then. So, been yeah. very good for the Blues. Jumping into Cash Cows M, we've got stuff all this week. We've got Caleb Poulter on the bubble. He's 212k, so no one's picking him up. He did score 67. We've got Cooper Harvey, who debuted for North Melbourne, scoring 52. And we've got James Madden on the bubble. If you don't know who he is, he plays for Brisbane. I think he might be a key defender. <laughs> 148,400. He scored 50. And then the only other players that even scored in the rookie price range on the weekend are like Taj Woden, 43. Sam Banks, 38. Carl Warner scored 8. And Jacob Bauer scored 7. So it's probably not the week to downgrade if you can avoid it, Em. No, I know. Um, I, pick, I, I picked up O'Shane. Um last week mainly because I didn't have enough Geelong players and I started was starting to look like a Saints supporter. So um, really great reasoning there. No, um, but O'Shane's 134, but I, um, but I still wouldn't. I would only, I really wouldn't do it um, for cash. He scored a 38. Um, but look, and he might be out because um, they rested. But look, I think they, they did, Chris Scott did say that they were going to give him a go and everything. But if you're really, really desperate, but I did it for to get cash. So, um, yeah. so, so instead of getting another Audi player for five, I mean Flanders um, would have done okay. But I just like how many Audi players, so I downgraded, and now I've got cash um, for my last trades. Yeah, I think I think at this point of the year we're looking at the cheapest possible downgrades. It's a it's a nice little plus if they're playing, but I think ideally. We've all probably got dead rookies on the bench that we can downgrade yeah. to a different dead rookie. We may as well make it a cheaper one. I just want to shout out. Just I I randomly just chucked him into my team the the first week he was named because I needed to downgrade Briggs. Bought in Jack Williams and he's managed. He's been awful in terms of super coach. I don't know about real footy. Presumably also awful. Just want to shout him out. He's actually played three games. Well done, Jack Williams. <laughs> you were the only player available on West Coast list, but geez, I appreciate the fact that you're. Alive and playing for my super coach side. Yay. 
Well, I was surprised <laughs> that Marek's keep playing as well. But yes. Well, they're trying not to play him. They just keep having to put him in, don't they? <sighs> Literally. It's <laughs> uh, like the only one turning up at the playground and anyone for down ball and then they look left and they look right and then they look at you, the only person there. Yep. Yep, you'll do. <laughs> You're describing how I got picked in every school sport team. As a true memory of mine, so don't worry. Mm. <laughs> I guess before we uh, round out the major weekly super coach conversations, is there anyone you have your eye on? I mentioned LDU earlier. He's probably one that, if you're looking for a bit of depth, I mean, he's actually a little bit more expensive than he was a couple of weeks ago. But if you're looking for players, is there anyone you have your eyes on? Yeah, and he's not cheap, and I'm kicking myself, but Luke Ryan is paying him my butt side. Mm. Um, and like, he was almost 500,000, and he's gone up. Yep. He's now 587, and I, um, I'm starting to play a little bit more leagues than I have, um, and he just kills you. He, and I'm just really worried about not owning him for finals. Um, and he seems to play <laughs> well when Fremantle don't um, play well. Um, sorry, Damo, if you're listening. Um, but like, they do have a harder, um, they do have a harder fixture coming coming up. So, um, so you know, they've got Collingwood, uh, Sydney, Geelong, Brisbane, West Coast, West Coast, Port Adelaide, and then and Hawthorne. But they've got a couple of tougher matches. Um, so Ryan, yeah, and a lot of um, a lot in at home too. So Ryan could explode. So I'm looking at him, but. He's starting to become a little bit pricey. He is. And I want to shout out Stephen Smith, SDS Supercoach on Twitter. Put up a thread on this very topic. His average in wins this year is 101.4. His average in losses is 122.7. With the Pies, Swans, Cats, Lions, West Coast, Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. As you said, I'm Mm. tipping earmuffs demo. Probably going to be a few more losses than wins in there. So I think he's yeah. a fantastic option if you can swing it. If you can swing it. And, like, if you think of Sicily, either, like Sicily's uh, currently 650 and he's got a really low break even. So if you like Sicily and you want to get on, get on. Um, however, Luke Lyons got just as high as a ceiling, maybe a lower floor. But, you know, if you can't got that, if you haven't got that 70 or 60 to 70K for Sicily, that's what I'm thinking, um, but uh, it means I sacrifice Sheasel and I just think it's too early to side, side swap. Um, did you watch that game? I'm just deciding. I'm moving. I'm moving on about talking about targets to luxury trades. Did Sheasel lose his kits? Losing his role? Gets moved around. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've kind of stopped watching him because I traded him quite some time ago and did the maths and realized I'm ahead, but I'm not that far ahead on that trade. So I've just been kind of, I don't wish ill on anyone, <laughs> but the less he scores, the less him and Zeeble score, the more justified I am in my decision-making. So no, <laughs> I haven't watched. I'm pulling up his heat maps um, yeah. as we speak. So it looks like, yeah, what's he, what's he been scoring? 65 and 79 in the last two weeks. 103.98 in the f- two weeks before that. Guess one thing to, to consider while I 
bring up his heat map, and it, it looks like he's still playing in the defensive side, but mm. not necessarily taking the kick-ins. He is a first-year player, so I think a dip was inevitable at some point. I don't know if this is going to be a sustained dip. Uh, I really don't know. I don't know how Griffin Lowe going out with an ACL affects how they structure up in defense. I don't know if that gives Zeebel and him even more opportunity back there. I, I got no idea. But what I do know is that it's, with the exception of maybe a Nick Dacos, it's very hard to expect massive scores all year long from a player. And it's an even longer year than normal this year. There's an extra round. So I think the dip was an inevitable. Is it too early to move on from him? That's a... I don't know. I, my gut instinct says if you can move on, you sh- you should. But I think you'd have to have plenty of luxury trades available. And I don't. Um, I'm I think it, he's I'll give it perfectly one. fine to be as like your final player in your in your back line, or or even as a, a potential you know loop option. Yeah, yeah. I have five of them. That's the problem. No. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it depends which steel turns up um, or Darcy Cameron turns up or anyway, I could keep going. But um, Dylan Moore, Bailey Dale, Will Day, mm-hmm. Harry Himmelberg. Bay, yeah. yeah, we got a yeah. few of them. Um, yeah. So, look, yeah, with Cheezle, yeah, I, I think. And then the thing is, is Luke, Luke, um, Luke Ryan's going to start outpricing me. But, um, yeah, I think I'll have to just give it one more week because I really can't afford to actually trade. But it is still something to consider um yeah and uh, yeah it was a hard game for the for the for the ruse on sunday as well it was it was who did they have coming up let's have a look they got hawthorne st kilda west coast that's not a bad three-week block if you're backing that's in good. one of these north boys melbourne essendon richmond gold coast honestly i actually quite like their run home looking at this i'm looking at ldu because he's my favorite player at the moment there's yeah. one, two, three, four, four and a half games they that they should be able to pump out decent scores in the run home of seven. Mm. They may struggle a little bit against Melbourne and St Kilda. I don't know if St Kilda's actually good or not. I really don't know. No, it's very frustrating. Why do I have four players from their team? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which type. Of, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it's very frustrating. Um, yeah, was there anyway. no temptation just to find someone else when you were going for that fifth St Kilda player, just from a different team, or was it? Well, I'm going to sound very blonde here, but I kind of was just looking at all the players and all the, my positioning and everything, and then I looked at all my St Kilda players all lined up. Went, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, and then looking at all the ownership, going, oh dear. Oh, no. Um, yeah. No. Mm. Anyway, lesson learned. Well, let's chat. Uh, I don't think – I look, I don't think there's heaps to cover up on this round because you've either got trades to burn and you know who mm. you're going to target or which injuries you're going to replace or you would like everyone else and you, you don't have any trades and there's still seven rounds left. Mm. But What's one oh, – well, before you go, what's one thing you would do if you – I gave you one extra trade right now. What would you do? Ooh. Uh, that's oh, that's a fantastic question. I would trade Dylan Moore. Would I trade Dylan Moore? I, I don't quite have enough cash to get Dylan Moore to LDU, so I really don't know. I'm mm. struggling. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe I'd been Will Day, even though he's been scoring all right. I think mm. I think he might be the one that I'd sacrifice and go up to like a full primo. I'm not sure who. Uh, Do you think let's call it a score- Darcy Parish or something. Darcy Parish, yeah, yep. And I regretted. I should have. Yeah, I yeah. I would go Chisel Chisel to Chisel to Ryan probably. But um, do you think Will Day's role or Day to Sicily? Do you reckon Day scores will go a bit down his um, once Sicily comes back? But I've looked at his heat maps. He's kind of been doing a bit of being midfielder and a little bit back. But yeah, they've kind he's, of been, he's starting as a midfielder, so yeah. and they've thrown him back to to plug some holes and do all that sort of nonsense. His issue isn't finding the ball. His issue is how, how he uses it, and that's really where his scoring's been getting hurt. Uh, he was he was okay against the Blues. He, his scoring, I would say, without knowing for sure, just from watching the game, predominantly came sort of, I think it was the third quarter where they actually, where Hawthorne kicked a couple of, no, not Hawthorne. Sorry, I'm thinking two weeks. What am I thinking about? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Whenever we played Hawthorne. Last week. And uh, predominantly came when he started to go back behind the ball because he was able to take intercept marks and distribute by foot uh, ahead of play, which is slightly concerning because obviously that's where Sicily plays. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's obviously getting a lot of the ball in the midfield, but I feel like he's burning the ball when he's there. Yeah. He's definitely not a must-trade, though. No, he's not. He's just a bit meh. He is. His the high scores team. are great. 141 against Gold Coast, 109 against Brisbane, 107 on the weekend against GWS. But it's the 65, 74, 74, 84. It's those ones that he pumps out. That Yeah, and they really kill uh, you like with matchups. With um, Yeah. Yeah, it makes it, it – it hurts. All right, let's talk about Supercoach in general. Not this season specifically. You're a veteran. I've been around for a million years playing, not particularly well, but playing. Started the year. Now, admittedly, everyone has, we're saying everyone has minimal trades. I have five mm. trades for seven rounds. I've almost got one trade a week. Like, I can cover injuries. My team is at full primo. I've got one primo on the bench in Callum Mills, quotation mark primo. Is 36 trades and five boosts too much, M? Yes. I think so. I, it just depends what I mean. The thing is, is if you look at if you look at the numbers, I mean, like we could we could go so many places right now because you know how many of them are actually double teams. Um, and but there's one hundred and eighty-seven thousand. That's that's quite that's quite good. And there does seem to be more active casuals at this time of the year. So maybe the extra trades, but that might drop off now that the trades have gone off. But I honestly <laughs> think the boosts are too many. So possibly maybe the trade, maybe one less, but five boosts is like if you had three, you would treat them a lot differently rather than the five. Um, I think it just gives, oh, well, yeah, people just just you keep, you know, I know people who just use them every week until they're gone. I almost did that myself, but it kind of creates a, you're supercharging, and yeah, it just creates a different environment. It, it, yeah, the long, the long game, and I, and I think it creates this kind of instant kind of very fast game. And now, 
people are still running out of trades and it's just about a bit of that respect respect game. But I only started when we had we had 30, 28, 30 trades. So I haven't so it's only increased by six, but where you have you been playing when it was around the twenty three or whatever it oh, was? Take, like? me, take me back. My dream my dream is like yeah, like one trade a week, full lockout, take me back. It's never gonna happen because it's not as engaging. I understand that, right? Part of the mm. building a game is you want everyone to be fully engaged at all times, which is awesome. But I think I would say the experience for a casual player has probably increased dramatically. I would say experience for super coaches, people who play and have played for years and years and years, is probably diminished a little in that it very quickly everyone gets has, is getting to full primo. Because of all the extra trades, everyone's teams are looking very, very similar, I would say. I thought more trades would mean people would take more risks, but it seems to just be everyone's just going, all right, well, now I can afford to bring a Dacos, Stuart, Sinclair, Pontepelli, And there's side training. Merit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more side training. So I feel like in the sense that engagement is up, which I assume it is totally understand more trades but from the competitor in me and the old man in me <laughs> makes me pine for a few less trades so that decisions have a little bit more impact Meaning. yeah and i know there are people out there who are listening like damo who's had literally like 15 forced trades just from injuries i think that's part of the fun i like the days when we weren't expecting rookies to have to score 90 points a week and you know, immediately hit 400 grand before you cashed out. Uh, maybe I'm just an old man. Yeah. No, I, 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 there are simpler times. I don't know. Well, simpler times, but I feel like you had to be a little bit more. Yeah. You had to plan a little bit more and kind of had to think about it more and actually really actually think, yeah, just be a little bit more cautious. Um, I mm. yeah, I would I would love three boosts and I would love thirty five trades. Yeah, mm, and, and I wouldn't mind if we're if we're adding to our list of dream things, and I'm not even talking about draft. If we're adding to our list of dream things. I wouldn't even mind a second game mode, and hell, I don't care if it's just me that plays it, but with less trades and maybe we'll call it grandpa mode, where there's full lockout, perhaps, where I don't have to keep logging in and checking and turning notifications on Twitter for the AFL laid outs for everything. Like I really like being able to disconnect once the round started, but you can't do that if you're a enthusiast. So I wouldn't mind that decision being made for me, even if it's in an alternate mode, I guess what, what highlighted it for me, what made me want to ask the question we're talking before the show about our highest scores ever. I've scored two twenty six hundreds in a row and, and my ranks like not moving. Because everyone else is scoring twenty six hundred or twenty five hundred, which feels to me like we've seen that before, but it was in like the second last round of the season or the last round of the season. We've got seven weeks to go, and it feels like if we're not scoring twenty five hundred pluses, which used to be the pinnacle, uh, climbing playing for rank is is becoming very difficult because everyone has every player. Yeah, it's yeah. It's um, it's like it's like living in a house and you get cookies all the time. After being, you know, after you know, your parents never has cookies or lollies, and the, my first day is great, and then like fourth day, you know, have a 
stomach ache and headache and they're like oh it's kind of not fun anymore um but it's just you get too much of the good stuff yeah no i i agree i um, I, I really love the alternative mode i would love something something to do with emergencies or something to help you with that but um or remove like I don't know, like less less um, things were all, all automatic. Like the funniest story is when um, when I was wi- winning and um, uh, the last three weeks I was completely and utterly over it, and I just wanted the season to end, which just sounds ridiculous, but um, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. But I'm like, I don't want to be looking at my phone all the time. I don't want to be having this stress, and we. Um, it was my wedding anniversary and I like we went to lawn and I said to my husband, you know, look, I'm going to really try not to have my phone. And we had this really lovely seafood buffet and I'm like, look, I'm just going to just check the lake out, laid out tonight, I'm putting my phone away. And then bloody Stephen May was laid out and <laughs> literally I had to go on my trading or my not trading, I had one trade left. And I'm like, why? Why can't I just enjoy this dinner? Why do I have to be here anyway? And then I'm like, not trading, turn my phone down. And then I'm like, I'm back, I'm back. You know, I'm sorry, I'm back. I'm like, no, stuff it. Could be like life, you know, like could change my my winning. But I'm like, at that moment, I'm like, no, not trading, stuff it. And, um, (laughs) And off I went. But, oh, I know that feeling where you're just like, let me just switch off. You know what it might be, and, and maybe these stresses apply to this as well, but I reckon the pressures of, of Twitter and, you know, us doing super coach content and going to events and talking to people and doing all that stuff, which we love to do because we love the game, right? But I think all that, the pressure to be, it never used to be that you, if you're not in the top thousand, like what are you what are you doing? But there seems to be a lot of pressure. Like even I'm doing it at the moment where I'm posting my rank and stuff, which I've never done before. Maybe it's because I've never been good. But I think I'm upon reflection. Like I, my focus used to always be on on league games, and I'd make decisions based on matchups, which meant oh, maybe I've got Nick Rewalt traded into my team, or maybe I've got Jack Rewalt traded into my team. But you can't. I feel like all the emphasis is now on on your overall rank, that number next to your name. So I don't know how you incentivize league play more than it is. And, and maybe I'm in the minority and most people don't care about rank, but I do feel like the emphasis, at least on social media, is on rank rather than, than league. So I don't know how you improve the league experience enough to where that's the focus, but I feel like maybe that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, it's like you know the snide, the snide remarks of you know um, experts. Well, I finished. No one finished <laughs> top thousand, and I finished the top thousand. And I'm like, oh well, good for you. Um, the end. I'm just, I'm just tuned it out to be honest. And it's just about, it's just about your enjoyment and um, yeah. And then the funny, yeah. So it was so funny that like I gone into the thousands for the first time since I've actually was my I had a couple less zeros and um and then all of a sudden I'm like great stuff it and then I kind of relaxed and you know traded random people in my team and um and I'm like yeah and I just kind of just just let let it be and I just remember of the you know the person that started um oh 
oh, darling, Jack Darling, you know, at the start of the day. <laughs> you know, I love, bring me back, bring me back, you know. And look, he scored eight, 18, eight and nine and it was awful. But, like, just bring <laughs> me back to these these players and, um, yeah. I think I've solved it. Tim, yep. Pete, Al, for those listening, I've solved it. Here's what you need to do. We just need a game mode. It doesn't have to be game mode. We should be able to join leagues. Maybe we make a ranked team and a league team or something. But basically what I'm asking for, I want to be able to set up my league to have full lockout, no loopholing. You set your team before the first game on a Thursday or a Friday, whatever it is, and you just let it ride, baby. If I had a league where I could just log in and do that, I'd be happy. And I'd have my other team for rank and all that. Give me the option. I want to be able to be an old man, and I'll still play the normal game and have the rank. Don't worry. We'll still talk about that version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the two is really good. But, like, I've, I've um, joined a, it's not a cashy, but it's a, it's a, it's a rivalry league for Dr. Supercoach. And, um, and like, so you, you basically you gain points for your, for your team and everything. And I've got, I'm getting really competitive, but, like I'm just not used to people just trading, like just trading, matching your trade, matching your players mm. and everything, and and the old Saturday night trading because I trade, I trade on the Thursday night and done. So <laughs> we see and see, like like playing with the three-year-old cards, like oh my cards, and like oh what's what she's doing and who she's captaining and. Um, oh, okay, and like train. I'm like, what do you mean you train out English? Now I'm losing, and I'm like, it's not fair. It's so frustrating because I'm like, as an overall player, I'm like, you know, doing all this and everything, and it's just like, oh, I would love just to have a league team and an overall team, but um, anyway, because yeah, <laughs> right. We should be allowed to make two teams under the one account, one for rank, one for league. And then we're not breaking any rules, so when you win Super Coach M, you can still win, but you can have your other fun team. I think that's the way to do it. It's better than going off to another platform and playing a far less superior, a far more inferior game. I'd hate to have to do that. No. Um, but if you want to make one, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the, but all right, can I do a rant, just a very small rant? Just rant this away. Little right. So... Buys, right? People making teams for buys to win the money for the buys. I mean, seriously, like, can we do something about it? You're telling me that you happen to not own any round 15 players. Are you serious? Like, like you have literally, you're ranked 105,000 and you're telling me when did you make this? Like, seriously, I know they want people to play, but there's got to be a limit or actually change it you, the, over, the person who wins um has the most total over buy actually have a buy and actually make it this is someone else's idea um five grand for the whole buys um something like that so you actually have to <laughs> you actually have to think about it um it is and i know it doesn't really matter but because those people don't affect overall ranking too much but it's just you just yeah it just annoys me I, uh, and admittedly, I, I might be shaded because I'm friends with someone who does this every year. 
But he makes his team through the whole year for one by round. But he at least plays every round, right? Okay, every, yeah, he's yeah. No. Still active. Yeah, he's yeah. not just making it for that round. Like, yeah. There should be, yeah, I, I don't know how you would measure it, but if you get a win a prize either, sure, you, you win, you won that by round, great. As long, You get the money at the end of the year if you've, you know, if they track that you've been on the website or made enough changes before and after the buys. Like, I actually don't mind. As long as you're being active, I don't mind it. But but I do understand the issue. I actually think the total higher score or something over the buy period would be really interesting. It would encourage trading across all those rounds. You probably wouldn't just throw away one round, which quite a few people did. I think that's an interesting idea that we could we could explore. I also don't think, I mean, other than the top prize of the year, obviously, I don't think that the prize money's even enough to really drive decision making on the game but i think if you had a five thousand dollar prize pool even though it's the same amount of money right because it's not it's going to be spread over three weeks or four weeks or whatever but i think if you had it's almost like a mini tournament and you can almost run it as such you could have a kind of a a ranking within the rankings for the buy rounds i think that would be a really interesting concept and similar to we've seen other sports do it obviously the premier league does it with tournaments within the season the nba is introducing a tournament within the season Maybe Obviously. some sort of, yeah, some sort of super coach tournament would be great, which you could do for the, the yeah. best buy around team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you've stumbled onto something there. Yeah, no, I did steal it. Um, I can't remember. Right. But yes, no, anyway, that's just it. the voice of the people. Um, let us know if it's your idea. Um, but yeah, no, I've just, I've really, I've, I just uh, I have lots, lots of uh, chats and lots of seen lots of things, but people talk about it and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But like I know, um, yeah. But something like that that just breaks it up a bit. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I think um, anything we can do. Anything we can do to encourage engagement aside from overall rank. I think is is a great thing for the game, and I, I'd love to see more innovations. Love to see more innovations on the draft side. The draft side of the platform is essentially unusable uh, compared to some other platforms, which is a shame. It's not the focus, I understand, but I think yeah, anything we can do as a any ideas you've got, community, shout them out. Let us know. We'll pass them on because I think there's lots of ways to keep this game great and amazing, but for not just the people at the top of the. Uh, top of the rankings yeah absolutely of which you've been one of the greatest over the last few years em so thank you for joining it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you i um i do think i'm more of an adam cooney of Supercoach. coach like had one good year so it's okay <laughs> i love that <laughs> well adam thank you for joining i look forward to seeing you at the Supercoach live event at the pub on crown august 4th if you're listening i think it's just to show up and hang out but there might be more details go to the Supercoach twitter accounts and all that to find out em any last thoughts anything you want to say anyone you want to shout out before we uh close up shop uh no um shout out to my friend lachlan and listen last time um but uh also yeah just uh don't waste the trades. Be mindful. I know you want to spend them, but seven weeks. Try to be patient. We can get there. Yes, we can. Make sure you get your questions in for the Jock Mailbag. Hashtag Jock Mailbag with your question. Head over to Twitter. Head over to Facebook. Head over to Instagram. 
Jock Reynolds platforms everywhere, you'll see the call out. That's it, community. Good luck for round 18, and I will see you next week.